We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. And I'm very proud of you. Give yourselves a big hand for being here today. Yeah, come on. Man, what a week. Crazy sauce, right? Man, I went, we left church last Sunday. I'm thinking, man, I've got this series down. God is speaking to me. We got this march, the march to madness. Had no idea madness would have a different definition. I was going madness because I love this time of the year. I love basketball. I love everything about basketball. I've been telling you for the last couple of weeks about how it has affected my life. And so I, I, I wrote this message on Monday. And the title of the message is this, Coach You Up. We've talked about how that uh, we, we need to be in the game. And so I had some coaches quotes today. So if you know some of these coaches, you'll probably know the teams. A coach by the name of John Calipari says this. He says, a successful person never loses. They either win or learn. Wow, isn't that amazing? So what are you learning from the last week? What are we winning about in church? What are we winning about when it comes to God? So today I'm here to coach you up. I'm here today to give you some good news. And so... I'm getting ready for the sermon. I'm getting ready for this uh, service. And, and I'm like going three different directions. You ever had that happen to you? Three different directions. Which way do I go? So I'm going all three. How about that? Today I'm going to be triple threat. Triple threat. John Calipari. How many of you know heard of John Wooden? John Wooden's a great coach of the UCLA Brewers. One of the greatest coaches of all time. John Wooden said this, Talent is God-given. So be humble. Fame is man-given. Be grateful. Conceit is self-giving. Be careful. Be careful. We have a lot of things in life that we go through, don't we? Sometimes people are applauding. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes we have to build ourselves up. Uh, David talked about that. When there's nobody else around, encourage yourself in the Lord. And so this week we've had all kind of information coming at us. We've had information about keeping space. And I kind of thought about this one thing, because I'm thinking it's a pretty sweet deal. I'm not yet cast it off for good, but I might just have to self-quarantine myself. <laughs> I'm thinking that'd be a good way to get three weeks with no problems, wouldn't it? Just kind of, oh, I'm just uh, doing self-quarantine. because <laughs> No, listen, this is serious stuff. It's not to be played around with. And our nation, the world is now drawing attention to the coronavirus, uh, Ty told me this morning a great thing he found on the internet. He said, so the guy sitting on the sofa is like, three days without sports. I look over and I see this woman sitting on the sofa. Apparently, that's my wife. Yeah. Who knew? That's some delayed reaction back there, yeah. Yeah, who knew we had a family till there's no sports? What do we do? I mean, crazy world, it has gone mad. And how do we respond? So I want to tell you, first thing, you respond however you feel comfortable to respond. If you want to observe elbowing, fist bumping, nothing, you do whatever you need to do because that's what God has given us, right? He's given us common sense. You do what you need to do for you and for your family. But I've been pastoring long enough 
I've had a lot of things happen in my lifetime. There's been times where, man, all I can do is make shots. And all I can do is miss. But I've learned that coaching has a lot of similarities with life and pastoring. Because God is the owner of the team, right? He owns the team. You signed on the dotted line. You got a full ride scholarship. You're on God's team. He pays for everything. Everything's free for you. But the coach is the pastor. The pastor is the coach. Why? Because we are told that, hey, I'm supposed to help you get ready to be in the game. And coaching for as long as I have, I've learned a lot of things. I have learned that people need to be coached in life. Uh, I am also a certified life coach, by the way, if you want to talk to me about those things. But in pastoring, I've lived long enough because... How many remember in 1988 what happened? There was a book released, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1988. How many of you are old enough to remember that in the church, okay? Some of you old gray-headed people like me. I was a youth pastor at the time, and I remember that Sunday, our church was packed out because of the possibility that the writer of the book was correct, that Jesus was coming back. Doesn't the word of God declare to us that no man knows what hour or time that Jesus is coming back? But guess what? The church world was thrown into madness because Jesus is coming back. I found out then that most of our church people are biblically illiterate. Biblically illiterate, because if you're biblically illiterate, you would know there's no way that's happening. Because he said, the hour you think not. Well, everybody's thinking about it, so it can't happen. But I was amazed as a youth pastor looking around at our church. Balconies were filled, overflows were open. It was crazy madness. And then I remember the year 1999. A thing called Y2K. Remember that? Oh my goodness. All year, man, it started in January. People are coming up to me. Pastor, when are you going to preach on Y2K? Just wait. I'm, a, I've got, I'm working on some stuff. Oh, March, April, May, June, coming through. When are you going to preach on this? Because I got to tell you, now listen, I'm going to go against some of your peoples, but I got to just tell you the truth, right? The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. In that whole year, we had all of these people on television. Come on. And they were sowing fear. These are the people who are prophets. The gift of prophecy. And they are telling the church, take all your money out of the banks. All of you on Social Security, you're not going to get a check in January. Store this stuff up. Store up water. Store up food. Buy generators. Oh my goodness. You go in the stores, there's no food. There's no generators. There's no bottled water. It's madness for a year. My wife is in the banking program and she has been now for two years going all over the nation, going through seminar after seminar after seminar. Why? Because it's madness. It's Y2K. We've got to be prepared. So in December... The first Sunday in December, 1999, I built it up. I put banners everywhere for a month or two. Y2K, December 1999, I'm going to preach. The church was packed out. I remember I started the message like this. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to let you know that I have been storing up and I have stored up 35,000 gallons of water. 
You should have seen the fire coming through the eyes of people at the church. You've been doing what? You didn't tell us? We can't get that much water with just a month left. And I said it because it was in my backyard in a swimming pool. Yeah. Madness. Now listen, I respect every person's right to do whatever they need to do for their own protection and pre preparation. We should always be prepared, right? Amen. But don't let madness set in. And so I remember that December the 31st, everybody wanted to have a service. I said, no, we're not. Because here's the deal. In that December message, I, I put all these quotes by all these TV people who are putting fear and they're making millions of dollars on their books. I took all their quotes and put their names up there and I said this, January, the first Sunday in January, I am going to be here and preach to you a message that's going to tell you if these tr prophets are true or false. So the first Sunday in January, oh, I forgot, that December the 31st, my wife was at the bank. She had to be there to make sure everything turned over because this is it's chaos, it's madness, it's pandemonium. That night she was at the bank, 11.59, 59, 12 o'clock, click! Nothing happened. I got a mad half-German wife. <laughs> because she had spent all these months and months and months and time and time and time for nothing to happen. Come January the 1st, a coach who had coached up the team stood in the pulpit, and I said, now listen. I put all the quotes back up there. I said, now if you still listen to these men and women who are false prophets, go ahead, but I'm not. Because I'm not going to let fear be the very thing that gets put into the church. Any pastor, any evangelist, anybody in leadership who puts fear into the hearts of the church is wrong. It's wrong. We are not here for fear. We are here because we receive the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We should have peace when everybody else is going chaotic. We should have peace when all the whole world is going into madness and pandemonium. Remember I talked about bedlam. Pandemonium. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. I've seen teams go crazy in the middle of the game. The coaches tell them to do one thing and they're going, oh, but no, we got a panic. And they go crazy. And the coach has to do what? Time out. Time out, PCA. Ephesians 4.13 says this. So Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Yeah. To do what? Equip his people. For works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Amen. We are here to serve. We're here to get equipped by the coach. My job is to equip you to walk out of here and do works of service until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Mature. Grow up. But don't we pay the pastor to do all this stuff? Don't we pay the pastor to do all the hospital visitation? 
Don't we pay the pastor to do all the praying? Don't we pay the pastor to do all the lawn work? Don't we pay the pastor to do all this stuff? No, 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 no. You pay the pastor to equip you to do works of service and to say, hey, wait a minute, time out. Settle down, team. Calm down. We have a plan. We have a game plan. We're going to win this thing. Don't allow the adversary to affect your mindset. So for the last few weeks, I've had guys up here helping me. This week, I had a young lady who's in our church and their team's going to state, but they didn't go play state Thursday night because of coronavirus. And so today, I'd like for you to welcome with a big round of applause, Miss Cabria Christensen. Come on up, Cabria. Come on. Cabria said, Pastor, it's kind of getting embarrassing because the boys are not doing right. Let me give you a microphone here. Okay, she has her own microphone. Come on up here. Get in the light. This girl is a force to be reckoned with on the basketball court. You don't mess with her. You, she's, she plays in here, right? She's the center. Everybody revolves around her. She doesn't go running around the court going, oh my goodness, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? It's pandemonium. It's not. No, you have a spot to play, right? Where is it at on the court? Right there. Right there. And so when somebody's shooting, guess what her eyes are on? The goal. To get the rebound. And when you get the rebound, if you're on defense, what do you do? Pass it. Pass it? If you're on offense, what do you do? Shoot it. Put your, put your mic up there. Shoot it. Shoot it. She playing around. She grabs that ball with both hands. Boom. Outlet pass. Grabs that ball with both hands. Puts it back up in there. Boom. She does that awesome. And they're going to state. She said, Pastor. Yeah, come on. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Parker City Wildcats, right? We don't mess around. And you either put in the time or sit on the pine, right? You do it. Now, hold the microphone up. I want you to tell everybody. When the coach drills something into you as a player and all the team, what is something you say, these are the things that coach drills into us every, every day at practice, practice, practice. What is it? Um, Hold it up close. I'd say we work on the fundamentals every day. And fundamentals and? We're very disciplined. We work on very the disciplined. Practice. Very disciplined. You go where coach tells you, run to play, right? You don't decide on your own, I'm just going to be a solitary player, do my own thing, take my ball, go home. If I, no, no, no. You run the play. You're disciplined. If the coach calls out to play, that's what you do. You don't really go, wait a minute, time out. I'm calling the timeout on the coach. Coach, I'm really not feeling it. I didn't feel led to play this play. And uh, I think the players don't run the team. The coach runs the team, right? Yeah. yeah. If, we, if we didn't listen, we'd probably not be there. If you don't, you sit on the pond, right? Probably wouldn't be there. Probably wouldn't even be on the team. We don't have time for players that aren't disciplined, that aren't going to, to run the team. And what else? Effort. How about that? You get out there and you're just goofing off. All of a sudden the ball comes off and you're just like, okay. No. Disciplines. Effort. If you don't put in 100% every play, what happens? Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And what are you doing if you don't put in the effort? Um, sit on the bench. Sit on the bench. You've just hurt your team, right? Sit on the pond. She's getting the time, right? 
she signed on the dotted line. Tom Izzo said this, discipline is the highest form of love. If you love someone, you have to give them levels of discipline they what? Need. So one of the things in basketball is this, got to be quick, 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 quick. I was talking about the things that have, that have distracted the church. Talked about Y2K. The next thing that came along, remember Columbine? Were you, you remember that school? Yeah, she's too young. We had a school shooting, first time anything like this has happened. And man, everybody went into panic mode. And you should. Everything we're doing, I'm talking about deliveries of fear. Fear comes with a lot of different deliveries, but the end result is the same thing. Fear, 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 fear. Because that's one of the big things the enemy loves. It's put fear into your hearts and my hearts. And so we've got to be quick, right? Basketball is not a game of being fast. I was never on the track team for speed, but I was quick. Yeah, I was quick. I was good left to right. Boom, 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 fast, quick. I was a lot younger. I was a lot quicker. She's still very young. She's still very quick. James 1.19 says this. We are to do what? Take note of these things. Everyone should be what? Quick, quick to listen, listen. Slow to speak. And slow to become what? Angry. So quick, quick, quick. Do what? Quick. Get that rebound. Ah! Put it back up. Quick. Don't look like that, because that looked like pandemonium. <laughs> I had a seizure right in the middle of that. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> you ought to be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says this, that we are to surround. We are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. There's a whole bunch of people that have played this game and they're surrounding us and they're cheering for us. Go, Wildcats. Don't you love it when they're gonna, they were going to play March Madness with no fans. Can you imagine what it would be like to play without fans? Very quiet. Be very quiet, would yeah. you? Hey, Cabrera Christie just scores! Not I cheer you. for myself. You cheer for yourself. Yay, me! <laughs> yeah. And we got to run with perseverance, the race that is marked out before us, right? So we've got all this stuff. We've got to be quick. We've got to be listening, surrounding. We want people cheering for us, right? I mean, I was going to go Thursday night to Tulsa. Boom! I'm there cheering. And then she calls me. Pastor, cancel. Oh, man. So these seniors who have worked so hard all this time cancel because of what? Fear. Fear. Fear paralyzes us. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 has some things to say. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has the value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. There's a lot of running in basketball, right? A lot of running. A lot of practice. Ah. Am I embarrassing you? A little bit. I was just asking if you still need your rebounders. I, I do. Would you help me out? Because that's what your job is. Yeah. Yeah. Her job, my job was to shoot. I've already told you that. Her job is to take. 
I meant to miss that. But her job is to rebound what I miss. So whenever I shoot, oh man, I can't miss today. Last week I couldn't make a thing. So embarrassing. I had my message set up today for misses because of all the misses I had last week. Last week I had my message set up for making it. Okay, just chunk it up there. Oh my goodness. <sighs> you got to be quick. This, this message is not going well today. And then you have to... Okay, I missed that one. She rebounds. Now, when you rebound, what do you do? You got to pass the ball, right? When you pass the ball, you are to receive the ball. So, oh, you know what she just did? Chest pass. Do that again. Chest passes, both hands straight at me. She stepped into it. That's what you do. And then I do what? Step into it to receive it. God is always passing the ball to you and me. Okay, he gets it. Passes, chest pass. Step into it, I receive it. Are we receiving what God is passing to us today? God is always passing the ball. It's your turn. Because she's done her job. Christ has already done his job, right? He came and was born on this earth. He died. He, he rose again. And he's now passing the ball. Your turn. You're in the game. Passing the ball. So there's a chess pass. We've got to be ready for that. And you pass it. Yeah. Oh, she just stepped up the game. Bounce pass. I didn't know she... This is not anyway scripted in any way. So I didn't know she was going to do that. So a bounce pass is another pass. Why? Because the defense got their hands up. Remember talking about hands up? Hands down? Man down. So during this pandemic we're in, if you get your hands down, man down. What do we need to do more than ever before? Praise and worship God and exalt Him because our hands are up. Okay? So she, she did a bounce pass. That's, more, that's, that's important. You've got to know how to do these passes, right? So bounce pass it to me. You do it so that the enemy, the defense, cannot get it, and you bounce past the time you put a spin on it to get it to a certain place. Yeah, that's her job. Bounce it in. Get it out of there. And then the other one, do that. What's that called? Overhead. An overhead pass. Over. She gets the ball here. You do not bring it down, Cabrilla, do you? Do not. If she gets this ball and she brings it down, what's happening? That's where the small people are. That's where the small people are. <laughs> That's where the itty-bitty little players are. That's where the adversary likes you to keep it down. Keep it down. Keep it down. Shh, quiet. Keep it down. We don't want anybody praising too loud. We don't want the preacher getting too loud. Let's keep it down. No. You grab the ball here, hands up, man up. And you take the ball, you pivot, and you outlet Pass it to somebody who is quick. They get the ball, they're gone. At that moment, the quick people do not care about you, do they? They don't care. They're running to the other end. They're running as fast as they can. Why? Boom! Left-handed layup. Still got it. Yeah. They make the layup. Cabrilla's still down here going, hey, wait for me. No, no, no. She's like, go, go, go. I did my job. Got the ball. Got it out. The ball is always being passed. Are we receiving it? The ball is called the rock, right? Take care of the rock. We have the word of God. We have Jesus Christ, which is called what? The rock. 
Are you on the rock? Do you have the rock today? Are you on a solid foundation? Or does pandemonium and pandemics put fear into you? Come on, church. We got to get this thing right. We don't allow the spirit of fear in our life because we have the peace of God that surpasses understanding. When pressure is on, pressure is on, Cabrilla. Into the game. We got to shoot. Cannot miss. This is embarrassing. Why are you even here? I, I can't miss today. Okay. Game on the line, Cabrilla. We got just a few seconds. Two seconds on the clock. We're down by one. <laughs> you ready? Get on, get on your sideline. You, you, this is a free throw here. All right, here we go. Oh, she gets it. Back. Wins the game. That's what she does. What? I got to tell you, I was told my back was turned, but I was told a week or two ago, one of these two guards and small forwards... Cabrilla, what happened? Airballed air it. I didn't see it. Somebody airballed a shot up here on the platform. Wasn't the pastor. <laughs> James 2.19 has some words for us. It says this. You believe there is one God, and you would be saying that's good. But even the demons believe and shudder. So it's not enough to be a believer. You know, we, we ask people that all the time. Are you a believer? Is Cabrilla, you a believer? Yeah. Guess what? That, that means nothing. Being a believer means the demons believe and they shudder. It's not enough to be a believer. You got to be a receiver. You got to receive the word of God. You got to get that rock. You got to get it in your possession. You got to take care of it. You got to hide it in your heart. You got to walk with this stuff every day because the word is what the rock is. It's not enough to believe. You got to receive it. No matter how it comes to you, step into it, receive it. Say, hey, I'm going to do this. Boom, receive it. Yeah, get after it. Why? Because it's my turn. I got to get in the game. You're in the game right now. Are we going to have pandemonium in our spirit life? Are we going to have pandemics in our spirit life? We're going to go, no, wait a minute, hands up. Because you know what? This is a time we should be praising God. This is a time I got somebody got my back who's going to put it back in because she rebounded. Yeah, one hand, she doesn't even have to think. Why? Muscle memory. How many times have you done that in drills? A lot, thousands of times. Matter of fact, if you were to be way out here, you're like, ah, oh, wait a minute, I'm fixing to shoot the ball way out here. And uh, what would coach do if he saw you shooting way out here? Uh, it just depends on if I'm winning or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not her role. Yeah. You'd be on the pine. All of a sudden, Cabrera goes, I can do threes. I'm a three-pointer. I can do that. I can be a star. Boom. Nope, that's her job under there, to rebound and put it back up. And she's not going to do an air ball, guys. <laughs> because we got the rock. So we got to reach. We got to receive it. We got to believe. And then you know what we got to do? Achieve. What are we achieving today? You came to church when a lot of churches are shutting down. You came to church when a lot of people are saying, hey, I don't want to be within six feet of anybody. That's fine. I respect everybody's opinion. You do what you need to do. I'll do what I need to do. Like I said, I'm tempted just a little bit to do a three-week self-quarantine. 
You do what you need to do. I respect everybody's opinion. You respect mine, I hope. And I respect yours. But what I don't want anybody walking out of here today with is fear. Do not let the enemy put fear into your lives. But if you do have some extra toilet paper, we might could use it in about a week. What is the deal? You do know toilet paper has not always been around. Seriously, people. And water still comes out of the faucet. Novel idea, just saying. But let's don't run around with pandemic and, and pandemonium and let bedlam hit our spirit. Let our mind, our minds be controlled by the peace of God that says, that says hey, time out. Let's bring this thing back to order. When your team gets out of order in the game, and it does sometimes, it gets a little chaotic, doesn't coach call a timeout? When you've let the other team go crazy and score 10 points in a row, what? Never happens. Never happens. Yeah. I'm telling you, these girls don't miss. I went to their games, and they're shooting three-pointers. Swish, she doesn't have much of a job sometimes because everything's going in. We went to one game, they were up 80-something to like 14. They get the ball, and my wife's going, go, go, go. She's cheering them on. Go, go. I mean, she's standing up yelling, and I'm thinking, baby, they're up 80 to like 14. <laughs> if you're in the game, you give it 100%, right? You don't look at the score. It's not about the score. It's about effort. You, don't, you play until back. Game over. You don't slough off, right? If you're up there and all of a sudden it's like a minute left, you're going to do, 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 do. You're sitting on the pond in the last minute because you're not putting in 100% effort. She's got the rock. We're passing this thing off to each other in the church. And you know what we're here to do? Works of service. Amen. Works of, we're to serve one another. So as a church, can I give you some great coaching advice today? I need every one of you to find somebody. Maybe it's an older person find somebody that maybe they should not be out in public too much because of their immunities. It's pretty low. I want you to find your neighbors. This is a time for the church to shine. I mean, we should find some neighbors that need some assistance and go over to their house and knock on the door and go, hey, could I do something for you? Would you give me your shopping list and, and I'll go to Walmart for you, wherever you go, whatever grocery store. Or, or maybe you'd say, you know what, I'll just... Um, do the ready to pick up stuff. And I'll go pick it up for you. I mean, it's so easy nowadays. But this is time for us to serve one another, for us to reach together, for us to attain, achieve. Here's what the Word of God says. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we are to do what? Throw off everything that hinders us. The reason you have uniforms is why? You don't want anything else hindering you. Would you play a game in this for Ponca City High School? No. Because this jacket's a little what? Restricting. Yeah, it's restricting. But we are to run with perseverance and mark rate. We are to fix our eyes on Christ Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. So you cast off everything. Why? For the joy. How fun is it to win? It's a lot of fun. And 
Somebody gives you the game ball. You're the game. Yes, isn't that awesome? The joy set before us. Christ endured the cross. And so he sat down at the right hand of the Father and he's interceding for you and me right now. He's saying, church, don't panic. We need to consider him who did such awesome things for us. He, he, he endured all the opposition. And we will not grow weary and do what? Lose heart. There's a point in every game, every game, when the contest sidelines is not an option. Dean Smith, the coach of the greatest basketball team in the world, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Dean Smith said there's times in the game sidelines is not an option. Today in the church, sidelines is not an option. Come on, think about it. It's your turn. Some of y'all tensed up on the front row. I wouldn't do that to you. But thank God you're on the front row. No time for sidelines. Everybody's in the game. You got the uniform. You're on the team. You're in the game. Hands up. Hands down, man down. We got to do this thing. We got to reach for unity at this point in time in our churches, in our lives, in our nation. Today, our president called it a day of prayer. We need to pray today. Get off the sidelines. It was said by one coach that a basketball team is like the five fingers on your hand. If you get them all together, you got a fist. And that is how I want you to play. I don't really want to say this guy's name because he is the coach of the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> Mike Krzyzewski. I am a Tar Heel fan. And I know you're not supposed to hate. <laughs> but these teams do not like each other. I don't think we should be haters. But I hate the devil. I hate him and everything he does. I hate cancer. I hate all the sickness and disease been brought in by him. I hate that he tears up families. I hate that he messes with churches. And it's time for us to reach for unity in this church and every other church. Why? Because we are together experiencing a ministry. We are a team. And we got to prepare these young people to do what we've been doing. We got to get them in the game, get them some playing time. If, if, is there anybody on your team that has not played this year? No. No, everybody played, right? Because you never know when one of your team members is going to be out of the game. Well, so-and-so's always done that in the church, but what if one day God says, come on home, you're out of the game. Who's going to take their place? We've got to have everybody ready to take the next person's place. Step up, it's time to go. Ah! There you go. Get it. It's her turn. We need to get everybody on the game floor. Every one of you are on the team. You're not on the sidelines. But don't we play, pay the pastor to do that? No. You don't pay me to play. I'm the coach. If it gets to where the coach is playing, we got major problems. It's not my job. My job is to equip you so that you can attain, reach the goal that God has for you in your life. Some of you will be rebounders like Cabrilla. Some of you will be in here. You'll be small forward. Some of you are going to be point guards. You got the ball a lot. We talked about dribbling last week. What if the, what if the point guard just dribbles the whole time, Cabrilla? I just stand there. Like you just stand there. You got nothing to do. Why? Because somebody else is dribbling. 
ball hog. Yeah. Dribble, 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 dribble. And she's got all the talents in the world to put the ball in the hoop, but she got, you, you, you've annihilated her, her place on the team because you know what? I'm not going to pass to you. I'm not going to give you an alley-oop. I'm not going to do anything so you make a layup. I'm just going to dribble. I love people looking at me. I love people watching me dribble. Watch it. What? Oh, man, yeah, it's all about me. Just dribble, 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 dribble. And you got somebody else on the team who's ready to receive, who's ready to achieve, who's ready to attain great things. Oh, oh. I didn't, we did not see it. We will edit that out of the message. That was on purpose. It was on purpose. It's on purpose. James Naismith created this game called basketball. He said this, basketball doesn't build character, it reveals character. Your life doesn't build your character, it reveals it. When the pressure is on, are you going to perform? In the middle of the world going into a pandemic mode, what mode are you going into as a church? What mode am I going into as a coach? Do I allow all the cheering? See, if you're in an adversary's arena and you're up here and you're shooting, it's tough. It's hard to go into somebody else's house and win. We're not going to let the devil come in our house and win. Not going to happen. We're going to be unified, one mind, one heart, one place. We're going to be on the same team. We're going to cheer for each other. Wouldn't it be horrible if all of a sudden Cabrillo went down with a twisted ankle and I'm on the sidelines going, Yeah! I get to play now! Woohoo! That would be horrible. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Y'all, y'all, there's a whole other game going on up here between me and him. We achieve what? Here's what it says. The whole and the full measure of Christ. Can you begin to even fathom what that is? I cannot. The full measure, the whole full measure of Christ. I cannot begin to understand what that even means because he is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. He knows all. And, and, and for me to comprehend that is beyond my imagination. But he wants us to attain this, to reach for it, to achieve, to, to believe, achieve, achieve, and receive. We thought we got to do because believe is just not enough. We've got, to, we've got to get in the game, and we've got to... The, the Bible tells us, that James, and they say, don't be just hearers, but do something. You know, the best part of my game, Cabrilla, if you don't... The, can you believe the best part of my game was trash talking? <laughs> best part of my game, trash talking. Can you believe that? I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> She's smiling. I can't believe it. No, you... The best part of my game was trash talking. And guess what? You can get into somebody's mind and they can get into your mind. Trash talking. How many know the devil is good at trash talking? He will talk some smack right up in your face if you let him. He'll tell you all kinds of things. Because part of my character is OCD and with OCD comes anxiety I have to deal with about that. I just don't deal with my anxiety. I deal with all of yours too. I worry about all of you from one time or another. 
we got a young man right now. I need you to pray real hard for him. This needs to be a whole wide church prayer. We've got Mr. Callum back here, seven-year-old young man with brain cancer. We're praying, buddy. And right now they're in boost injections for another week, then two weeks home, and then four months of more injections. Five weeks home, awesome. We're going we're gonna to pray for him every day. I've got my wristband on here. Pop myself, pray for Callum, okay? We've got another young man today. His name's Jay. He's been in, in fighting this leukemia now for several years. And this week, this week, his blood pressure plummeted. They've told him we can no longer do anything to fight your leukemia. They found masses all throughout his body. The doctor says we have no treatment for those masses. They gave him medicine to rise his blood pressure up, to raise it up, but they're taking him off of it tomorrow. He can only stay on this particular medicine for so many days. And I got to tell you, we need to pray. We need to pray for Jay today. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for each other. I am so proud of you. I cannot, I'm telling you, as a, as a pastor of this church, my heart is just busting today to see so many of you in church. Thank God for that. You got up this morning, you said, you know what? I'm not going to let this keep me out of church. I need church more today. Thank God for that decision. You know what that says to me as a pastor? You guys are growing up. <laughs> right in front of me. Oh my goodness. Have you ever had that realization as a parent? Cabrera's grown up. I love Cabrera so much. She is such a sweet, sweet girl. Until she gets on that basketball court, right? I know you are. You're the sweetest. I mean, she's nothing but sugar. I never talk trash. She doesn't talk trash because she has game. <laughs> if you got game and there's no shame in your game, you don't need to blame. You don't need to talk. Come on. Your game speaks for you, right? I had some shame in my game. So I had to talk and balk. I can go on and on if you want me to. There were times I'd step about to, you know, I'm not the one doing the tip. So at tip-off time, I'm standing beside somebody, and I'm got to guard this person. I'm not going to tell you some of the things I said to them. But I'm trying to get in their mind. I'm trying to mess with them before the game even starts. And I'm here to coach you up today to say, you know what? God has not given you fear. God has given you a sound mind to be able to process truth to handle it in the right way and to respond and react in the right way so that then we become light in the midst of darkness so that we show people how to play this thing called life, how to win. Because I want to tell you, winning is fun. Fun. Losing stinks. I've been beat up and beat down before in games. And guess what? The bus ride home is quiet, right? But when you win, cheering, hands up, high-fiving, it's on because we win. We win. I want you to stand with me today. Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.